0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hello from the future. This is Brandon, the host and creator of Monster 8 the Pilot. You're getting this odd introduction due to the fact that Brandon used to have music on the podcast, and that day finally came, and I'm starting to get episodes struck down, so I'm going through and getting all the music remo- removed, so you're getting this fun introduction to go over any time I had music playing at the beginning of the show, um, if I'm not able to cut around it. Like, sometimes I talk over the music, so that's why this is here. Uh... Yeah, so if there are references to songs or I seem to be talking about song, I'm like, hey, I've got these three songs later. You know, look in the description of what they were. They will be cut out. I am working on it. It will take some time. Hopefully I don't get the ban while working on this stuff because a lot of these episodes are in the archives. And getting them out of the archives takes like 12 hours. But other than that, enjoy the show. Like I said, it's, uh, you know, I kind of fucked up by not knowing... Uh, but not understanding what I was reading when I was saying that Spotify anchor loud music on the podcast. I misunderstood what that meant. Anyways, yeah, it sucks, but we all get through it together. Enjoy the episode. It's the best episode ever. This, is, Whatever episode this is on, it's the best episode ever. So listen, like, share, subscribe, support, all the fun stuff. Thank you. Yeah. So it's time for three songs of the week. We're going to go over some, a uh, little bit of stuff. I don't have a whole lot planned tonight. Mostly, we're going to get through this quick. I know you just heard me talk for an hour and 40 minutes, my good friend Devin. Devin is heaven. It was a good chat. If you haven't checked the episode out, check it out. The world's greatest stenographer. Literally ranked. Ranked. They can't even sue me for that because it's literally ranked. Ha! In your face. Oh, good times. Um, Yeah, obviously... Like what you've heard, spread the good word, all the fun stuff everywhere, podcasts can be heard, all that good shit, you know what it is, good shit lollipop. I gotta let loose all the cursing that I held back on in the Devin episode, because I had, I was pretty proud of myself listening back, I only heard like a dozen F-words, instead of like a dozen dozen, a baker's dozen dozen, which is what, 13 times 12, oh, math, Um, what would that be, 12 by 12 is, uh, that'd be what, 156? That'd be 156, maybe 156 F words. I think I average about 156 an episode. I would not be surprised <laughs> if that was my average. Um, yeah, we're gonna have a good time. I'm gonna talk about a Tom Cruise movie. I'm going to do a little. I'm not gonna do all of the redacted write this down stuff, but I'll do a couple of them because <laughs> there's some. I'm like, nah, I'm not getting. I'm not getting away with that in 2022 whatsoever. Because some of them are absolutely absurd. Um, all of them are Aaron. It wasn't me. It's definitely not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna talk about that Tom Cruise movie I watched. It was all right. Um, I'll go over my faults with it. Uh, we had some uh, crazy sports stuff this week. I'll to go over that, and then we'll go over um, some fun stuff. Some stuff that pissed me off because you know, obviously, it's not a Monster at the Pilot episode. If something doesn't piss me off, I am happy to admit or happy to inform those. Um, who has been listening, Then I feel I'm coming out of my depression spell. I feel like I'm feeling much better than I was the past couple of weeks. And I do think, as I said, I, I was, like, uh, letting go of a lot of, uh, stress stuff. And I think, getting that shit off my shoulders, I am now feeling much better. Much better! Also, it helps that I'm watching a lot of 30 Rock, and, jeez, what a wonderful show. If you're not watching 30 Rock, you're an idiot. Get Peacock. It's like it's worth like whatever Peacock charges to, uh, you know, watch it. Just watch Thirty Rock. You only need it for that. Some people get it for the Office. Get it for Thirty Rock. I like Thirty Rock more than the Office, and I love the Office. I actually was just watching the Office. Shut up. Oh man. Opening song of the night was those. Kids from Toronto fucked up with Running on Nothing off David Comes to Life. Great record that I talked about a lot last summer. Ow, I have something on my side. Ooh, it does not feel good. It stings. I'm okay. I'll be okay. We'll live. Anyways, yeah, like I said, I had a good time the other night with my friend Devin, going over the old pub days and all that fun stuff. I hope you enjoyed it too, if you've listened, if you haven't listened to it yet, go out there and find it, it's a good chat, good chat, and I'm working on uh, a couple other people still, Um, like I said, I talked to Dave about coming on, but per Dave, he's kind of ghosted, because he's Dave and he's the worst human being that's ever lived, yep, yep, I said it, can't do nothing about it. No, I love Dave. Good guy. Good guy, great guy, wonderful guy, which you guys don't get to see because I don't have a uh, video podcast as much anymore. Still thinking about going back to it. Why is this thing moving? It shouldn't be moving. There we go. Beautiful podcast. Um, my mom got me a good guy, great guy, wonderful guy t-shirt for Christmas. It's great. It's wonderful. It's good, great, wonderful. That's what it truly is. Uh, yeah, so if you need merch, get in touch with my mom. Give her, like, 150 bucks. That's how much that shirt costs, $150. My mom knows to split that with me, the the profit on that one. She knows to split it. <laughs> oh, yeah, then, uh one thing I did miss a couple weeks ago on the podcast, uh, like an idiot, it was my good brother Nathan, like one of the good brothers, one of the goodest brothers, you know. It was his birthday on uh, New Year's Eve, so happy belated birthday. I reached out to him and called him an old fart. An old ass man, one of the two. Went down this week and saw him for. Got to do my Christmas two weeks late. Basically, two weeks late, Jesus. Um, Yeah, it was a good time. Got to see the kids. Got to see the friends, the family. Really, I just got to see the family. I don't think I saw anybody friends wise. And I rushed myself back up here to do the Devin episode. Good times. Wonderful times. Now I gotta get this fucking Christmas tree down because we're right at the cusp. I think right now it's still okay to have the Christmas tree up, but if I still have it up next week, it's too late. I've had it up way too late and things are getting, looking bad. So I gotta get that thing down here. I might do it after the show. might do it tomorrow when I go off work. You never know. Oh, man. But when I wanna get that down. I can get rid of the old green chair, put it in the new green chair. The new green chair is so fucking comfortable. I just wanna sit in it and read a good book. Maybe by, like, Stephen King. Maybe by, like, uh, I don't know. I've been reading Norm MacDonald's biography, which is, Jesus, it's wonderful. None of it's true. It's perfect. (laughs) Then uh, I've been reading, uh, I started reading the uh, the Iliad and the Odyssey. Yeah, going to read some classical, you know, stuff. Some classical history stuff. Excited about that. I have so much more time to read. I have so much more free time. It's great. So I'm happy to do that. Maybe I'll start doing more podcasts. You never know, man. You got to subscribe to find out if I'm doing more, man. Oh, that's a great plug. Good job, Brandon. Uh, Devin, yeah, I think she mentioned she doesn't like when people say, you know, like and subscribe or whatever. I'm like, you know, you got to do it. That's part of the game. It's the only part of the game I play As I say that. I won't say smash that like button or like spike or whatever the fuck else. Give me money. Don't give me money. If you want to, go ahead. But Jesus, you really shouldn't. I'm not doing anything special here. I'm not doing anything you couldn't do. And that's what the whole point of me being sponsored by Anchor at the very beginning of the episode is all about. is the fact that you could be doing this too. We could all be having a cool podcast network together. Me and my friends. The Monster 8 the Pilot Network of Podcasts. It'll be wonderful. It'll be NBC. It'll be, it'll be on level NBC in no time. Oh, what the hell else is going on there? a whole bunch of internet stuff anymore. that I don't know. I'm so far behind on anything in the world anymore. I don't know. I've aged too quickly... Too quickly. Uh, just an old cranky man. A curmudgeon. Talked about that quite a bit with Devin, didn't I? <laughs> uh, but her talking about Hot Rod Richie, uh, her old man, her good guy, great guy, wonderful guy, Richard. Good, Yeah, he really is. He's a good guy. I like Richard a lot. Uh, Talked about him going up to the kids in the movie theater and like telling them to shut their mouths. Oh. <sighs> Made me so proud, I shed a tear. I literally had a tear in my eye when she told me about that. I was so proud, so happy. I hate children. <laughs> I don't hate, like, kids' kids, like teeny tiny ones. Uh, Once they become aware, like, you know, that's basically once they hit, like, puberty, I guess. I'm like, get these, kids. shut up, you don't know anything. And they don't, they know nothing. And me, yeah, I don't know. That's just, I don't know. But I do get annoyed with older people, like myself, who bitch about young kids. Mostly like when they bitch about music or something like that. And like, oh, the kids, today don't even get good music. It's like, you remember half the shit you listened to when you were 12 or 13 and said, this is awesome. You go back to it now and you're like, no, no, not good, not good. I'll talk about that here for a quick second, because I've been listening to the System of a Down this week. You know, like them and the Deftones. It's like, hey, it's new metal, but good. It's not Limp Bizkit. It's not Linkin Park. It's not the Trapped or... Whatever the hell else was that era. I don't know, like Linkin Park was, like, massively successful. And I do give them credit because they tried to break out of that mold. But all their songs were just kind of surface level, lyrically. Like, you know, they never really delved into societal issues or anything like that. It was always very personal problems or whatever. Which, I mean, obviously, what happened to Chester, maybe there was a reason why. That's why he couldn't get, I guess, he focused so much. on. But when they got, like, Minutes to Midnight, they started being a little bit more... Not so much political, but definitely more societally, societally, it's not a word, societally, shut up, Brandon, aware. So I don't know. I thought they got a little bit better, but like going back to like the early stuff now is like, oh, this is kind of bad. Not good at all. Whereas like the deftones and like System of a Down are still like great for like now. If they came out now, you'd be like, wow, this is really cool. We haven't listened to, like System of a Down this week. I wasn't super into them like, when I was younger, proving that you know kids don't have good taste. Uh, but listen to them now, like oh shit, they they've got such a sound to them. There's just a a weight to their guitar riffs and stuff like that, and it's just so fascinating because if you never listened to System of a Down, like it, or if you ever like looked at their lyrics, their lyrics are very political. They're very left leaning. They're very yeah in that. Mode. like you know, they're kind of like a Rage Against the Machine for like a little bit more new metal, less funk. Which you know, Rage Against the Machine obviously was very, 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 very left to the point of the holy shit, that's so far left. <laughs> but man, Rage Against the Machine, Jesus. But they were very funky. You know, they had a lot of funk influences through their stuff, punk, funk, um, hip hop was like a huge influence on that. Whereas like with System of Down, it's much more metal infused, and but it's really cool. Still at the same time, but what's really weird is the drummer of system of a Down is a huge trump supporter, which does not make any sense when you think of system of a Down like at all like what they sing about, like preach about what their lyrics are about, what their music's always been about, like none of it matches up. and I can't and I think he's still in the band. so it's not like they he like said this shit and they kicked him out they let they let him be around. It's, I find it kind of odd. but hey, you know. Whatever, if they can make it work, I guess we could all make it work. Really, we should all be trying to make it work out together. I'm not trying to take some centrist, like, stance here, because apparently, you know, wanting everybody to be happy is just such a horrible way to live life in, apparently, anymore. I don't know. Shrug the shoulders, move on, don't give a shit about nobody else. That's my... Well, not like, don't give, don't give a shit what anybody says about you. No reason to. You know? Take care of each other. That's all, that's all Brandon's got to say. This uh, deep meaning, you know, this deep guy over here. Just take care of each other and give a shit. Yeah. You know. <laughs> oh, man. What are we talking about tonight? Let's jump into the sports talk. Liverpool horrible. We are not good. We are very bad. We're downright atrocious a lot of the times now. <laughs> Got destroyed by Brentford. Brentford kicked our ass 3-1. Uh... I don't know, dude. We need a whole. We don't need just one midfielder. We need two, maybe three. We are done in the midfield. Yeah, I don't know. Now people are blaming Pep Linders, the uh, assistant coach, because apparently, you know, the assistant coach is the problem. You know, even though Pep's been there since we've been start winning everything, but idiots, people are dumb. But they make good. There is some decent points in there, like Carvalho does not look like a Klopp type player. I like him. I like him a lot. Very talented, but he seems like more of a classical number ten, which Klopp has no use for. Um maybe they can convert him into like a like what Bobby became. You know, Bobby was an attacking midfielder in a ten style. Uh and they made him into a striker. Korvely doesn't quite have the same size as Bobby. Bobby's a little bit taller. Lankier has some natural striking potential in him that they exploited. I don't know if Kalai has that. I think if he's gonna be a forward he's gonna be on the wings, but I don't know. What the fuck do I know? Um, yeah, because Bellingham doesn't fix all these problems. Like, we have no industry. We have no pace in the midfield. It's it's not good. We drew 2-2 with uh, Wolves today in the FA Cup. That means we get to play another game, correct? I feel like they change the rules of the FA Cup every single year. I'm not super worried. I don't get too worried about the uh, FA Cup until deeper into the FA Cup. But, you know, let's see... Uh, yeah, Ben Doak keeps playing though. That's pretty cool. When did they get that? When did they get the equalizer in the 66th minute? Okay, but yeah, but Darwin and Mo scored. So hopefully Darwin keeps playing well. That's all that matters to me anymore. Is Darwin plays well and Bobby scores his goals. Whatever, bro. Oh man. Um, Portsmouth fired Danny Crowley, uh, the manager, which was coming after another dreadful display. Uh, really need a kick in the ass in this team. Um, so. Hopefully the coach search goes well, gets somebody good in. Uh, they did play with the uh, caretaker today against Spurs in the FA Cup. Played really well, it seems. Lost 1-0. Harry Kane scored the goal and was at Spurs. So, like, you know, very tough for a League, to, uh, league 1 team to go to one of the big boys and get a win. And, uh, yeah, but still go down one nothing. go down fighting, go down playing really well. That's all you can really ask for. Uh, Preston beat uh, Huddersfield, I believe, uh, 3-1. Good, 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 good. Move on the FA Cup. I think Tranmere drew 2 2. Yeah, 2 2. They got up like 2. They went down 1 0 early, came back got up 2 1, and then immediately gave away the lead. Don't know. Don't know, man. Not a great sports thing. And then, obviously, we have uh, the elephant. No, I guess not the elephant. I mean, the whole, uh, what's it, Damar Hamlin? Is it Damar? I can't remember. I'm sorry. I can't remember his first name. The safety from the Bills who collapsed on the field the other night. Whew, that was terrifying. I didn't know about it because I, I can't remember what I was doing. I was doing stuff on here in the uh, music room, taking care of stuff. And then my buddy from work texts me. He's like, are you watching Monday Night Football? So I checked it up, And I was like, oh, shit. And I watched a video. And scary stuff, man. Scary stuff. So hopefully he's doing well. It seems like he is. I think he's got his eyes open, breathing on his own. So that's awesome. Uh, I still remember a couple of years ago when Christian Eriksen, um, the Danish midfielder, collapsed in the middle of the Euros, and they rolled him over, and you saw like the camera on his face for a quick second. You realize he's dead. Like he was legitimately dead, and then it took him like ten minutes to get him going again. Just terrifying. Yeah, like he just the eyes were just that thousand yards of there's nothing behind it. There was literally no life in him anymore. That was. Scary. I like Christian Eriksen a lot, even though he plays for Manchester United now. I'm not sure why he had to do that. Oh, make me try to hate him, but I do like Christian Eriksen a lot. Um, then I forgot all about like uh, you know, that's basically the same thing happened to Rich Peverly with the Stars uh, six seven years ago. Shit, probably longer than that now. Um, this is a year after we traded the Bruins traded him to the Stars. Uh, yeah, he, he had a cardiac incident on the bench. Had to retire. I like Pev's. I like Pev's a lot. Going back and watching the 2011 run, he was a key to that team, man. He was great in that whole cup run. Oh, Richie Pev's. I don't think that's what they called him, but that's what I'm calling him right now. Richie Pev's. I'm drinking pineapple juice again, guys. It's wonderful. Callback. <laughs> Peachy pineapple. Peachy pineapple paradise. That's the thing. Oh. No, but hopefully DeMar Hamlin is going... I'm not sure if he'll ever make it back. I don't know if he can ever get back to football after something like that happening. Oh, That's why I'm surprised even Erickson's playing. I know they put like a defib... Not a defibrillator. Uh, oh, shoot. The heart thing. Oh, come on. Pacemaker. They put it like a pacemaker in. Which, whew, still, I don't know. Apparently, I mean, you would think, though, if the... Uh, that's like something helping the heart. It would be okay, and it's actually going to be making a better player or making him mess, much less likely for that to happen again, but I don't know. It's terrifying. So hopefully he's doing well. I know it's kind of left the Bengals in a weird spot where they might have to, And if they don't win uh, tomorrow, they'll have to decide their playoff positioning by coin flip. <sighs> That's some crazy high school bullshit. <laughs> but whatever, CNFL, who gives a shit? It's stupid. Stupid. If you like the NFL, you're an idiot. (laughs) Look at me being contrarian. I'm just so cool. Pretty soon I'll be saying sports ball and think I'm so fucking funny. Oh, man. And then another crazy thing. I guess Jeremy... Wasn't Jeremy Renner in a really bad accident? Did I completely... Am I making that up? He has like a snowplow accident. Yeah. What the fuck happened? He was run over by his snowplow. Whew. Whew. I guess he was in really bad shape and he seems like he's recovering. Oh my goodness. That is crazy. Well, remember that kid from the Star Trek movies? He was also in a whole bunch of other things. Oh, um uh, Anton, is it Yelvich? Yelvich? Oh, I can't remember his name anymore. And I know it's Anton or something like that. Um, let's see if I can find it real quick. Yelchin, yeah, he was like a really talented kid. I'd seen him in a couple other things I really liked. He, uh, I think his parking brake went off and a car basically crushed him. Oof, it's crazy, man, crazy. Yeah, so hopefully you know Jeremy Renner's doing well. I like Jeremy Renner going way back to uh he was in the Unusuals on ABC in like 2008, um, and then he was also in like uh. 28 months later. Then he started breaking out. He had uh, the Hurt Locker was what kind of broke him through to the mainstream. But he'd been in a lot of stuff before that. I always liked him. Uh, So good. You know, hopefully he can get back to the star that he is. I don't know, man. You know, that's wild. Oh. What else we got tonight, guys? Like I said, I'm not going to hold you very long. Um... Like I said, in the past couple weeks, the uh, other thing that bothered me was uh, we had the death of Pele a couple weeks ago, uh, the, the footballing legend. Uh, a guy who could not, like, he was just like, you know, kind of like Michael Jordan or Magic Johnson. Uh, let's see. There's like, anytime somebody's like the greatest ever at something, they are the worst judges of talent ever. It's absurd. It's really weird how bad they are judging other people's talent when they're the greatest ever. Like, Michael Jordan cannot put together a good team in Charlotte to save his life. John Elway is a horrible judge of quarterbacks. Like, he thought Paxton Lynch was a first-rounder and, like, then realized, like, 15 passes in. He's like, nope! Magic um, Johnson can't build shit without money. Um yeah, it's just it's odd. mostly cuz those guys the they're truly special players had like a different gear that other people just didn't have and they just it's so hard to judge whether a player has that or not. And they can think they do and I don't know, maybe they think, "Oh, he's got this extra gear," but I don't know. It's just weird. It's weird how like bad Michael Jordan is. But Pele was the same way. Pele was horrible at judging other talent. He kept saying Neymar was better than fucking Messi because mostly because Neymar's from Brazil. And that's like the only reason. And it was dumb. Um there's been a whole bunch of stuff like that. He said uh, he put, oh shoot, El Hajj Duff, the uh, like the worst player in Liverpool's history. Um, he put him on the the Pele 100 or whatever. Um, yeah, and Duff kept talking about which what like, I can't remember who he was bitching at. I think it was Carragher saying who's on the Pele 100. Thinking it was like a real fucking list or like it was garbage. There was so many bad players on there. Players are like the fuck are they doing there <laughs> like i don't know it's sad to see him like you see him pass though i guess can he see cancer right there at the end uh but no there was a thing at his funeral where the fifa president who is a piece of shit was it the fifa or the uefa president it doesn't fucking matter they're both horrible people uh corrupt shitheads um was taking selfies at the casket like <sighs> god man we are so detached from feeling anymore because of technology aren't we jesus Why would you think that'd be okay to take fucking a selfie at somebody's casket? I don't give a shit who they are. It's just weird and gross and just awful. And uh, I don't care who you see there. Put your fucking phone away. Have some respect for the dead, man. So odd. Now, at the same time when I die, take as many selfies with me as you want. It's cool. I'm giving you permission. (laughs) Oh, give me a good old coffin flop. Um, yeah, I just saw that. I just I just don't get, man, it's just getting weirder and weirder how little respect for others or other people's, like, grief. Or not even just grief, like, just their own, like, space and privacy or anything like that that we have now. It's just getting so absurd, like, you know? We have these lame-ass prank channel things on YouTube where people are literally i don't know it's just uh it's just horrible like people are going up to other guys girlfriends or other like dudes or other girls guy friends boyfriends whatever you want to call them and like actively hitting on them in front of them because that's the prank and it's like it's not a fucking prank it's just weird and it's not a res- you're just a lack of respect for your other human being and it's just i don't know i'm so far past it like I said, I'm a cranky old-ass man, dude. I'm so old and cranky. It's dim. It's just dumb. I'm just so dumb. I'm dumb with everything, man. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, but yeah, like I said, uh, the I have been working through my depression, which I feel much better about. I think that I thought about going back to two times a month for my therapy just to kind of work through it because, like I said... I haven't been, like, super depressed. It's just, like, could feel it hanging in the air quite a bit. You know, sleeping, like, way more than I should. Like, oh, that's always rough. Like, you know, you'd sleep 10 hours and wake up and just you're exhausted. You just want to go right back to bed. It's not good. Um, getting stuff done. But, you know, no, in the past couple days, I've really been getting stuff done. I've been feeling much better. I think I'm working my way out of it, hopefully completely. Um, I'll keep you guys posted, man. I'll keep you guys posted on that. Um, yeah, but like yeah, like I said, still a tough time of the year, so if you need help, reach out, find somebody who can help out, man, but yeah, I've been reading more, being trying to be a little bit more active. I lost one pound, which is the key, you know, like I said, if you're gonna lose fifty pounds, you gotta lose one pound a week, and I've lost that one pound for the week, so baby, I'm on the game, <laughs> uh shit, um. I got my hands in my pocket right now for some reason. I'm in my own house, and I got my hands in my pocket. I'm so cool. It's ridiculous. I should wear my sunglasses right now. Whatever. Uh, but no, I haven't did... Once again, guys, guess what Brandon didn't do this past week? I did not watch Lost. <laughs> I talked about, like, oh, once Devin leaves, I'll watch some episodes. And once again, I was tired afterwards. Because, like, you know, I drove that day and all that fun stuff. I almost went to it last night, but... Uh, I'm, I'm going to sleep earlier and waking up earlier, so I'm still trying to judge when do I watch stuff anymore. <laughs> but well, one thing I did watch the other night, uh, I watched Oblivion with Tom Cruise. And it was, uh eh, I'd probably give it like plus. C, C+. Um I do give it a lot of credit for really trying. It was very ambitious for a film, but there was just too much shit going on. There was clones, there was twists, there was aliens, there was, it was just... It should have been, like, eight-episode miniseries. It shouldn't have been a film. It really should have been, like, a four-to-eight-episode series. It was just kind of, holy shit, stop. Also, it didn't help that within ten seconds, or as soon as Melissa Leo shows up on, like, the screen, the screen they're talking to her on, I already figured out the fucking twist. Already figured it out. Like, it took me just seeing her and just the way it was presented. I'm like, yeah, it was obvious what was going on. And, yeah, that... Kind of took me out of the movie a little bit. Like I said it was very ambitious. It looked incredible, like in terms of like the actual cinematography, the look, the graphics, all the fun CGI stuff. I thought it looked fantastic. Uh, Tom Cruise is always likable in movies. It doesn't fucking matter how horrible of a person he is. He's always very likable. I don't think he's that. Like. I mean, he probably actually is. I don't know. I don't know. We don't really know how horrible of a person Tom Cruise really is. We only got the rumors of you know Scientology and all that crazy shit. But, you know, I always enjoy him in movies. And you really, he. well, I mean, of all the movies I've watched, because, you know, as much as I say The Mummies is his worst movie, I've never actually watched The Mummy. I had no interest in watching it. It looked bad, and everything I heard about it sounded like everything I thought it was going to be, so. I have a good idea that's going to be bad. No, then what else, did I watch anything else? I started watching The Island of the Sea Wolves on Netflix, and that looked, it's pretty fun. You know, lots of animals. Van, I think it's Vancouver Island. So beautiful, man. Such a beautiful part of the world. Um, whole bunch of wolves swimming in the ocean to get to this island. There's bears. I fucking love bears, man. I love bears and gators and red pandas. Top three. I love myself a good brown bear. No, black bear. I like a black bear. You know? I wish I had a black bear like a pet. That'd be fun. little cub just running around doing crazy shit, destroying everything I have. Just being my best friend, it'd be the best. Of course, his name's Baloo. We already knew that. Um, it would be the best. i just like partying with this bear. I go to parties. And I'm like, oh, hey, do you have any room for my pet bear? Do you have any extra raw meat in the fridge for my pet bear? You idiot. Why didn't you get any raw meat for my pet bear? You know, you invite a Brandon, the guy with the pet bear, to your party. So why don't you have raw meat ready for him? You idiot. You know, I like to have that conversation. I like to call people idiots. It's fun. It's fun, man. God, to have a bear. And to get into a fight with one like Leonardo DiCaprio did in that one movie, The Revenant. Which is so funny, because didn't he win the Oscar for that one? Of all the movies he could have won the Oscar for, he's not actively very good in The Revenant. <laughs> like he's, he's never been great with accents, and that movie needed an accent, and it's not great. Now, Tom Hardy, on the other hand, that film is... Whoa! He is incredible. He is not Tom Hardy in that movie. He's completely changed into that character. And then you have uh the Gleason um Brendan Gleason's kid. Uh Hale. Well, how do you say his le- first name? Hale. I can't remember. Um he's great in it too. So is the Poulter kid. Is it not Ian? I can't remember his first name. He's been a lot of things. He's been a lot of stuff. He's always been pretty good stuff. Um no, but yeah, I thought, I thought Leo was the worst part of the movie. Like, his acting, like, it's fine acting-wise. He's able to convey a lot of really good stuff, but his accent's so bad. It's just so forced and fake. Uh, whereas, like, Tom Hardy, that's his thing, his accents. He loves them. So he just works through them, He just works them all the time. And, like, that's all his movies are is him doing some accent now. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, I love Tom Hardy. But he is he's insanely great in that film. Uh, I need to watch again I love how the whole thing is shot where like it's everything shot at like um I guess it's all natural lighting and then everything's shot from a hip level so like to carry like all the shots are from um the like the hip hip line I guess so like everything has this really cool look to it uh really grand look to everything oh man no guys but yeah oblivion I mean. If you're a Tom Cruise completist, like somebody who's got to watch everything somebody's in, my name Morgan Freeman's in it. Um, I didn't really notice anybody else. Oh, uh, Nikolai Koster, what, the guy who played uh, Jamie Lannister, was in it. Um, I didn't really notice anybody else besides Melissa Leo, I guess. Yeah, the other ones, I, I don't think I've ever seen them in anything. But if you're a Tom Cruise or any of those other completists that... Types for like Morgan Freeman or something like that I guess you gotta watch it, like I said there's it's very ambitious, so it's not like it's one of those actively bad because it's just lame or stupid, it's just like there's too much going on to fit into what you're doing here, but I do give you props for trying, it's the same guy who actually made the new Top Gun movie, I guess it's like 2013, it's the one that's not Edge of Tomorrow which is a great film like Jake made me sit down and watch that, and I knew that was gonna be great, and I finally watched it. I'm like, I was right, it's great it's a wonderful film it's a good A minus movie, man. Edge of Tomorrow was great, but Oblivion's the one that's not Edge of Tomorrow, and it's more average. It's more kind of C plus, maybe. Like I said, just for just for the ambition, C But now we're gonna go into the X rated. Write this down, stuff, guys. Let's see. I'm trying to find stuff that I could not talk about. Let's see. Mm. Come on, man! Everything, Dick Salmon's. I think we talked about Dick Salmon's. There's one line that just says cleavage. I have no idea what that could be in relation to. It just says cleavage. It's an Aaron line. <laughs> um. Then we went through if we were to start our own like workout company. Um what would it be uh p90 triple x that was one <laughs> uh, it'd be different if we were like 15 coming up with these we were like 25 <laughs> oh jeez then we had uh, the baseball stuff got to bang them all pokemon <laughs> so stupid first to third i don't even know I don't even know what first to third or swinging bunt was supposed to mean in terms of our baseball sexual lingo. I can't even figure out what those could mean. I kind of, I guess I could get an idea of first to third, but I think we had completely different, you know, like, you know, like first first is when you're first base, you're holding hands, second base you're kissing or whatever. And, you know, obviously when you go home play, that's sex or whatever. Um, first to third. I But I think we had redefined what first, second, third and home meant now. So I don't know if I can really think of what first the third was originally supposed to mean. <laughs> oh, jeez, But I can't believe we made we made Devin write down on a piece of paper, and she kept it for years, cleavage. So we should start of our own cult. I'm going to kind of redact this one because it has a word that I know some people don't like to hear. I'm going to eat shrimp salsa. When I get home, call one of my... Ladies, up and... Oh, I'm not actually going to finish that. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> oh, man. I have no idea who said that. I'm going to blame Lauren on that one. I think Lauren probably said that one. That horrible person. <laughs> he never would say that. Don't. Anytime I say Lauren said that when it's a horrible thing, he definitely did not say it. I just like to blame him. <laughs> I don't even know. Let's say the word I cut out there rhymes with home. Um, gay sex every once every eight years to look the same age forever. That's in relation to Patrick Stewart and E. and Find the Fountain of Youth. No idea. No idea. I don't think I've ever had an answer for that one. <laughs> oh my god. Balls look like upside-down hearts. That was Aaron. That was definitely Aaron. <laughs> oh, that's really just about it, guys. I, yeah, even some of this stuff, I'm like, I can't say this. I can't have this on the public record of me saying it into a microphone. Oh, man. But you know what? If you do look, think about it, balls do look like upside-down hearts. True story. <laughs> oh, definitely Aaron. Actually, it's probably Lauren. It's probably that guy. Lauren probably said all these. I think Lauren told Devin to write this all down. That's that's what it is. Lauren's the influence here. Like, my number one influence in life has been Lauren Keller. He's the one who's been uh, making me this way. All these curse words because of that guy. Blame him. (laughs) Oh, man. God, write this down. What a good time. I had a great time at the pub with all my friends back then. Uh, I still have some good times now. I had a great time at Bear Burger. I have a good time at work now for the most part. I hated Red Lobster, but I love the people. I've always worked with good people. We talked about me and Keith throwing tomatoes against the uh, flood wall the other night. That was a good time. Me and Dan just doing whatever. Uh, Me and Tim just standing outside not doing nothing. Uh, Me and Tim coming up with weird Japanese-style game shows like Cut That Pizza, where basically you pull the pizza out and you cut it. But for some reason, in a Japanese game show, you win, like, insane amount of prizes because we never understood Japanese game shows. Burp. Oh, but no, guys, like I said, I, w- I'm not, I wasn't planning on going very deep tonight, so we're going to jump into the three songs of the week. Um, I didn't have a Springsteen song all week. I thought I did. I listened to some Springsteen the other night, man. Oh, I thought about doing Jungle Land again, but I will hold that off a little bit. Um, nah, so, like... I had to trade my mom cars. Trade my mom cars. Um, because uh, I got like a this big mirror for my niece for her for Christmas and it wouldn't fit my car. So I had to like switch. She has an SUV, so we switched. And obviously she's got XM radio and they got the E Street channel and listen to live in Madison Square Garden 2009. A couple, like a little bit off there. He's playing nothing but Wild Innocent on that. It was dope. It was dope. And then, um, We had, then the next day, I get in my car to drive to, like, go pick up the mirror. And I turn it on, and it's right when, uh, it's alive in 70, it was in New Jersey. I think it was 78. Pesneic? Is that a place? Let's see. Pesneic? Pesneic? I don't know. New Jersey. Um, but as soon as I turned the key on, music came on, it was right when Clarence was going into the sax solo on Jungle Land. And oh, baby, to the moon, man. It was awesome. I love that sax solo. It's so beautiful. They worked for months on that thing. Months! Him and Bruce, Clarence and Bruce, just locked into a room, meticulously figuring out every single note in that solo. Like, oh, I don't have the patience for it. I just trust you to be very good at your job. If I ever get to a point where I write some epic born-to-run type thing, it will not be that meticulously thought out. It'll just be like, hey, I believe in you. Do your thing. And sometimes that creates stuff, but like, I think to create that beautiful perfection that is like the jungle and the sax solo, you must meticulously just kind of work on each individual note, and there's like some form of meaning behind each individual part of that solo. It's wonderful. There's a reason why it's iconic. Especially for sax solo players, man. Woo. Woo. Yowza. <laughs> anyway, I think, um Where's my three songs this week? I got another horrible crow song this week. I got another song from a crow band. Um, and then I have one song I think we're well, gonna do a little bit of a duality here to start it off. Um, like I said, the past few weeks, I've been dealing with a little bit more some depression issues, and working my way through that. One song that I always really relate to, if I can type, is, um, a Scottish band, Frightened Rabbit, who, sadly, are no longer a band, because, um... Oh, it was a Scott Hutchison. Oh my god, Brandon, come on. Why didn't that seem like that was in a completely different language? Whew! Yeah, Scott Hutchinson was like kind of, he was the singer-writer for the band, uh, sadly. Um, he is no longer with us due to some of his own personal issues. And, um, you know, it was very sad. I remember when I found that out, I was working at Red Lobster, and that, that really messed me up. Because I really like Frightened Rabbit a lot. And it's, you know, kind of hard-on-the-sleeve type music where, you know, you really understand they're going through stuff. This is really truthful writing. Scott wrote some great, great songs, but one of my favorite ones um, is one of the first songs i ever heard by him. It was off the Midnight Organ Was it Midnight Organ Fight? Yeah, Midnight Organ Fight. It was the opening track. It was the Modern Leper. So uh, yeah, this is, like I said, one song whenever I'm kind of in the shits that I really relate to. There's some other great versions. I know Julian Baker, who is a fantastic uh, musician. She has a great cover of this. Uh, Frank Turner has a great cover of this. Um, I think Billy Talent does a really good cover, too. I think it's Billy Talent, right? I can't remember now off the top of my head. Well, crapo. But anyway, this is Frightened Rabbit. This is the modern leper. A truly, truly beautiful song. Like I said, Scott left us way too soon. Um, there's a really great rendition of this by Frank Turner. I think it was the day after we all found out about, the uh, Scott. I anyway, knew he'd been missing for a couple of days, but when it was confirmed. Um... Yeah, he you know he obviously he has trouble getting through the whole song, but it's it's really beautiful. And it's one of those things about how great music can be, cathartic and therapeutic it can be. But yeah, there's a lot of great stuff. Obviously, he's kind of comparing his own like kind of issues, like being like a modern leopard, this somebody who feels ostracized from society or something like that, through his own issues and stuff of that nature. You know, he's too fucked up to care. You know, because he doesn't miss all these things that like are falling apart, like his vital parts from his system, which you know dissolved in Scottish rain. Um, yeah, you know, and then talking about somebody who actually still cares for him It's like you must be a masochist to love a modern leper on his last leg. Yeah, just crippled. You know, then talking about you know how many times he's let people down. I've crippled your heart a hundred times. Still can't work out why. See, I've got this disease. I can't shake it. I'm just rattling through life. Mm. You know, cut off my foot to spite my leg. You know, and I like how that that song all builds and the drums start building. Like them, um, we were promised jetpacks. There's a couple of other those Scottish bands right there in the mid 2000s who are really great. At, like really delivering some raw emotional music, and it's a lot of fun to get listened to. Uh, not so much fun. That's probably the wrong word. But it was really great to kind of delve into people this way. It was honest. It was true. That's kind of what I want from songwriters. You know, sometimes I do like some good metaphors. But at the same time, it's got to be true. I think I bitched about songwriting a couple weeks ago where people write shit that's obviously has nothing to do with them. They're just writing because it sounds cool. Like, um, I think my example was you ha- you write a song about tattoos when you have zero tattoos. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Uh, it's dumb. It's the worst. But yeah, people love it. Build the radio. Ugh. You know. But yeah, dude, I loved *Frightened Rabbit*. Really did. And it makes me sad still that Scott is not releasing more music. Yeah, uh, Don't go breaking my heart. He's got a version with him and Craig Finn. It's it's fun. Like you know, I'm I'm. You know, they were a lot of fun. I know. Uh, Craig released something on the retrospect of *The Modern Leper* or on *Midnight Organ Fight*. Which one? Head head will roll? I think that's the song. I'm not sure why it's doing that. But whatever, man. Lying on the ground now as you walk in through the only door. I have lost my eyesight like I said I would, but I still know that you're in front of me. That is you in front of me. Coming back for even more exactly the same. Are you a masochist? You love a modern leper on his last leg. Man. You know, treat yourself well. Like I said. If you're going through tough times um like I said, reach out. you don't have to reach out to me, you can reach out to somebody you trust if you don't trust anybody like you know if you don't trust a uh yeah you, i I think I reversed that if you don't have somebody you feel like you could trust, you can trust me. you can always reach out to me if you have to um anyways, let's move on to song number two. This randomly came on the other night um. And I thought it was perfect. Like I said, I kind of we all. I think I struggled a little bit in December, which I talked about at length on the podcast. I guess maybe not at length. I think I kind of hinted around it, then I kind of delved into it right there at the end. Um, if I can remember, there we go. Why am I looking up that way? Why is Brandon dumb, guys? Why is that? <laughs> Off of. Oops. Clicked the wrong freaking thing. Off of 1996, Recovering the Satellites. It's Counting Crows. It's a great song, all about the, you know, New Year. Also about California and some shit. But, you know, it's got a great title. And I think it's very apt for kind of where we, where I, where I was the past few weeks. This is A Long December. I really dig that song. I remember listening to that song when I was like 12 years old for the first time. Like I said, I feel like it uh, encapsulates a lot of the feeling of December, you know. The smell of hospitals in winter and the feeling that it's all a lot of oysters but no pearls. Yeah. Long December and there's reason to believe maybe this year will be better than the last. Uh, I can't remember the last thing that you said as you were leaving. The days go by so fast. Yeah. Like I said, uh, county Crows kind of... I think they got... Um... They came out of kind of nowhere and hit big, obviously, like Mr. Jones. and um, Oh, shit, what's another great song by them? Fuck, 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 fuck. Sorry, that was a lot of F-words. That was more F-words right there than I said the entire time. Uh, (laughs) With Devin the other night, Around Here, which is a great song. Um, And then I think some people kind of really turned on them and kind of treated, like, said they were the worst. They treated them kind of like Nickelback a bit. Uh, nowadays, um, but I think people have kind of came back on, like, you know, no, man, there's a really great songwriting here, I may mean, not be musically overly complicated, but man, they just kind of hit the notes, they hit the right notes, like, emotionally, and it's good stuff, good shit lollipop, man, um, yeah. It's a great song. Like I said, it's been a long December, but there is reason to believe that this year will be better than the last, especially when Brandon knocks off 49 more pounds. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Good times. Oh, man. So, the last song of the night, ladies and gentlemen. Um,. Is from the Horrible Crows, which I haven't named for a couple of weeks. It is still, man, I, I've i listened to Elsie more this year than I have in a lot of other years. I think part of it's been the podcast that's really got me into them, really got me into it right now. Um, I know I kind of mentioned about, like, I was trying to let go of some stuff last month. I think I did. I put everything, I didn't put everything on the table. I kind of put it out there to see where things were at, figured out where they were at, said, cool, and could let go of a lot of things. I think a lot of things fell right off my shoulders. And now I left him in the past, man. I left him in 2016 with Maddie's parents and Maddie's everything else. <laughs> Still harping that joke, bro. Uh, but man, there's one horrible crows song that is perfect for this. It's all about kind of uh, a man who, uh, you know, he, he he lost the woman he loves, and now he's not the same man. When she if she ever comes crawling back, he ain't the same anymore, my friends. <laughs> Some good shit. This is "Go Tell Everybody" by the Horrible Crows. I love the symbol work here. Woo! Oh baby! Man, somebody's working through some demons there! Exercising them! Lives in them and then lets them go. Woo. Like I said, this whole song is about, you know, inability to let go and, you know, like, you know, how, uh, let's see, you know. There ain't nothing left of you dearly departed. I just fell to pieces on the night you said you were leaving. You can't come back to the heart that you left, so go tell everybody that your man is dead. Whoo! That man felt some sort of way, and now he's, uh, he's a dead man because, you know, he left him behind. It's a little sad. It's a little, uh, like, a little, not like pathetic might be a little bit of a hard word, but, man, when he comes in with that, like, uh, yeah, that whole outro, I was a man of great sympathy when I loved you, baby, but tonight all my sympathy is gone. Holy jeez, I gotta get out of my chair for a second. Oh my good God. Uh, man, Elsie is incredible. It's a great record. This is a great freaking song. I love how everything starts like, you know, it's it's just kind of acoustic and like a little bit of a drum, a little bit of the like, bass background, and then it starts kind of soaring up, and then the horns come in, the organ starts wailing again. Whew, it's a fantastic jam. And I, I, I think the outro is more like, hey, you know, I ain't going to fall for your tricks no more. You know, he speaks of sirens in this song as well. You know, somebody's got the claws in you. And, you know, maybe it hurts when they let you go. But ultimately it's for the better. But you also realize that sympathy you had, that you let them get your hooks in, is gone. And ain't going to get your hooks in you, man. A little bit hopeful there towards the end. At least in my mind. At least in my mind nowadays. Is that, you know, you ain't going to fall for those same tricks no more. Oh, baby, go tell everybody that your man is dead. Man, but yeah. And then, like I said, he gets starting that blues, like, kind of just screeching, scream at you. I was a man of great sympathy when I loved you, baby. But tonight, all my sympathy is gone. Damn, start up the car. Oh, beautiful beautiful track I think I got a couple more horrible crow songs before we call it raps on the uh, all the, their inclusion. Uh, probably won't be using them as much next December just to give you guys a I don't know a little variety but then again we're talking 11 months from now. so yeah but yeah they're all over it. it's beautiful beautiful stuff here. Uh, I think that's gonna be it for me tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in uh, you know obviously if you like what you've heard spread the good word. Everywhere podcasts are available, all the fun stuff. I said, if you have not checked out the Devin episode, Devin is heaven, check out The World's Greatest stenographer on the Spotify page, all the fun stuff. Good pictures we took. We took took a great picture, and people were like, wow, these two people, they're just great in this picture. I'm like, you're damn right. You're damn right. (sighs) I don't know where I'm going. It's the end of the show. Anyways, uh, yeah, you know, if you want to be on the show, let me know. If you like what you've heard, let me know. If you want to ask a question, get an answer, let me know an answer. Just just reach it on out. Reach on out through the internet and touch me. What? Um... (laughs) Oh, I'll be back next Sunday like I said I'm trying to get Dave on I'm still working on that Virtute the Cat thing I was talking about like a month ago I'm still working on that I can't decide whether I just want to free like what I do here where I just kind of push play and go or whether I want to actually have a little bit more structure to it and like maybe write out some stuff and actually have like more of a script I haven't decided man I really have I have bullet points when I start a show I don't really have much else sometimes I don't even have freaking bullet points it doesn't up being the hour and 50 minutes episodes where I'm just free balling bro um yeah other than that I might be back this week I'm trying to get and see what Dave's doing I don't think I will be but you never know man so just you know the only way to know is if you like and subscribe suck it Devin um share support if you want to as well (laughs) I'm just oh man I'm the king of this shit um yeah other than that uh, enjoy the rest of your week um I guess it's the end of the NFL football season aren't you who gives a shit um, I, uh, I don't know. We got anything else going on? I don't think so, man. I think that's it. We're getting out of here pretty early. I'm letting you guys go early. You know, I'm letting you out of class early. Let you guys hit the books. Get out on the weekend. Hit the town. Do whatever you need to do. Um, yeah. But if you need me, you know where to find me. I'll see you next week. If not, uh, peace out, Girl Scout. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for understanding. Stay positive and get better. All the fun stuff.